Hello and welcome to the Apostolic Church Liverpool podcast. We hope the message you're about to listen to will inspire you, will be a blessing to you and give you perspective in life. For more of such messages, you can visit our website at www.tac-lona.org.uk You can also access other messages and resources from our YouTube channel, The Apostolic Church Europe. We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. God bless you. Here's the message. We're going to quickly go on to the word. This month, the Lord has given us a theme, and the theme for this word is peace, joy, and rest. Now, all these things are not, they are not, uh, they are not human thoughts. They are not things that are just coined together to cajole people of God. These are given by the Holy Spirit based on what the Holy Spirit wants us to concentrate on. They are not like design fables. It is from the throne of grace. So it said, peace, joy, and rest. Now, that last one, rest, now, the area, the rest can be perceived in different ways, but the area the Holy Spirit wanted us to focus on, I'll probably touch about it if we have time towards the end. But the rest, the Holy Spirit is telling us as to areas, you know, we, we some, most people, we believe a rest sometimes is when we just, you know, come back and sleep and have a lot of siesta and sleep and just, now that is part of it. And thank God for the question may you asked on Tuesday. That is good, you need to rest. Pastor Scott mentioned it, but the one the Lord is drawing our attention to before we go to the world so that we can be very clear is, is not, that is not the concentration. The one the, the, one the Lord is telling us is in Hebrews 4.1. In Hebrews 4.1, the Bible says, Hebrews 4.1, it says, therefore, since, if you read Hebrews 4.1, if you have your Bible with me, he said, therefore, since the promise of entering is rest still stand, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us, just as they did. But the message they had was of no value to them. So they have the good news. They were told the good news, but they did not believe it. It has no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed it. Now, who, we who have believed enter rest. This rest is about believing. So in the beginning, in Genesis, get God created the heavens and the earth and he rested. He rested not because he's tired. He rested because all the work is finished. God is not... He rested because the work is finished. Now, let me give you a picture of it. The picture of it is this. If you have a lawyer in the court of law, in the court, when they finish and they finish all the arguments and the, maybe they are the defendant and they finish and they finish all their defense call, all, the, all, the, all, the, all their witnesses, and they said to the jury and the judge, I rest my case. It doesn't mean they are tired, they've been talking, they need to sit down. No, it means that with all these things, they have evidence they have, they have put before you, that is enough. They cannot have any more. Everything they give you is enough. The same thing, just think about a painter. You paint or, or, or put that design, all those people that do that does design, artists. When they do all the artists, 
when God rested, it means that God created everything and looked at it and discovered that they are perfect. And he's saying that that's not, if God take like an artist, take the pen and draw another one, it will not be as beautiful. Everything has been done perfect. Since the last creation, he has never created anything except the new creation. So that is the rest. The rest we are fighting for now is to stand on the finished work of Christ. That when he says by his stripe, you are healed. He's telling you that you are, you, you are praying back from the point of victory that you are healed already. In your spirit, you are completely healed. You are just standing on that promises of God, standing against Satan and Satan tell you, no, you are not here. Look at it. Look at what the doctor says. I say, no, that is not what, that is what the doctor said. But this is what the word of God says. So that is rest. You're resting on that promise. When they say, he that knew no sin became, became sin, so that you can be the righteousness, so you know that you have the righteousness of Christ. So when the Bible says, he became poor, so that through that you can't be, receive his richness, so you know that you, you are rich because of the work he has finished for you. When he says that there shall not be any barren among you, he's telling you, so you can hold on to that promise. The devil will tell you, look at doctor's report. They told you you have to go and do this and you can never know that you standing on that promise. That is rest. That is the one the Lord is telling us. So I think when we get to that point, we will talk more about it. That is the, the rest. But it can also mean that we sit down and put our feet up. But this is rest. The rest is standing on the promises of God, standing on the things he has said, which is unshakable. And that was what happened to the Israelites. What happened to them was that they left servitude. They left the place of servitude, the place where they have been made slaves. But they could not enter into the promised land. The, most of them, apart from their children, apart from uh, Joshua and Caleb, died in the wilderness because they did not enter into the rest of God, which is the finished work of Christ. Amen. Now, that is just, by the way, that is not what we are talking about today. I just quickly went to that. Hopefully, I'll be able to finish the one for today. I don't know why the Holy Spirit just directed me. I didn't even plan that one into rest so that we can get the, uh, the, the, what the Holy Spirit is telling us. Amen. If you get a shout, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. So that is the rest. It could also mean you are resting, but this is the main one, the spiritual one. Okay. Now let's talk about peace. 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 John 14, 27. Say, peace I live with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the word gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. So we're talking about peace now, no rest. Peace. My peace I give to you. So it means peace is a gift. But let's look at the definition of peace. What is peace? Let's look at different definitions. I looked at different definitions. Look at different dictionary definitions. I pick a few. Let's look at what uh, Webster Dictionary says. It says it's a state of tranquility and quiet. It means it's a, it's a state where you just quiet. You know, like when you do all those people, they do yoga and all that, just... Mm, and the quiet, that is its definition. The Oxford Dictionary describes it as a state of being calm and quiet. Calm and quiet, that is just by definition. Then I looked at others, I looked online, what, what, how did they describe peace? Different definition, I looked at different one. One say it is the absence of war. Is that really true? 
currently, I wouldn't say there are, I know we are, maybe there's war in Afghanistan. I wouldn't say there is war in Nigeria, but there's a lot of infighting. There's a lot of insecurity. So there's no peace in the country, but there's no like, a, maybe there's invisible war or cold war. So this one says absence of war. Another one's an agreement or treaty to end hostilities. Then I checked again. It says in the last uh, 10 years, there have been 8,000 treaties that have been signed to end hostilities, but not all of them have been broken. So freedom from quarrels and disagreement and harmony. Another one, serenity, peace of mind. These are the different definitions we have. Right, what about, let's look at what does the Greek, the Greek understanding of peace? The Greek word for peace means to bind together, to weave something together, to them coming together in union, in matrimony, not only, but just matrimony. It's like peace, that's peace. I mean, in a way that agrees with the Bible, the Bible says can two walk together unless they agree. To them, when they agree and walk together, then there is peace. Well, that is the Greek understanding. What about the Hebrew? If you look at the Hebrew, I like the Hebrews one. Hebrew core peace shalom. And according to the strong concordance, it means completeness. It means soundness. It means now, this is the closest one I've seen. Completeness. Because you can only get to that state when you are complete, when you are in Christ. Because we are complete in Christ, only in Christ. We are sound in Christ because he has not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and sound mind. So I like the Hebrew's definition. It's, it's the totality, the common denomination of this is, is he said, is spiritual prosperity. Now let's look at the Bible definition, the Christian definition, the Bible definition. Now, the word peace in the Old Testament appeared 237 times. The first one, I always go back to the Genesis. That is the beginning. If you want to understand the real meaning of the look at what it means from the beginning. That's why just from the beginning, it wasn't like that. So Genesis 15, 15 says, as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. So it is something that was given. You shall go to them. It's like you shall go to them in peace. You shall be buried in a good old age. Then John 14, 17 is now put it this way. He said, my peace. He said, peace, I live with you. So it becomes like substance. My peace, I live with you. No wonder it's a fruit of the spirit. My peace, I live with you. My peace, I give you my peace. So I do not give it to you as the word gives. Now you can see that is the reason why our definition of peace is not the word definition of peace. This is given by higher authority. A gift to us as a gift. He said, once you have received this by faith, do not let your heart be troubled after you have received this peace and do not be afraid. That is the peace that comes from our father. That is the one we believe. So Jesus Christ is telling us, this verse is telling us that the peace he gave us is different from the peace in the world. The peace in the world is a mirage. It's a mirage. It's a never-ending process. It's like a rat race, like I tell people. You know, in a rat race, even when you win the race, you're still a rat. You're just a rat that won. So it is not, it is a mirage. Without Christ, there ain't no peace because he is the prince of peace. 
Amen. It is that peace himself that he showed us. His peace is the, that's the peace that allowed him, Jesus, to, 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 to be fast asleep, even during the strongest storm he was sleeping. That must have been a, a, a peace that nobody can, you can't fathom it. That you thought that everything's going to destroy, going to capsize, the boat's going to capsize, everybody's going to get drawn. But he was sleeping. That is some peace. The peace is one that allowed it to forgive people when he's being nailed to the cross. When they are nailing, hammering his hand and his leg and they are beating his feet. This is God. And he said, God, please forgive them. That is peace. Now, what about to us? His peace is what we normally say, I will always tell people, that whatever God does not give, that I will not have it. That is peace. What God will not give me, I don't want it. His peace to us is like, wherever God does not take me, then I will not go there. That is peace. His peace is wherever God will not, whatever God will not do, let it remain undone. His peace is, even though I'm not able to trace him, say, what are these things I'm going through? I'm not going to, I'm not able to trace him, but I'm able to trust him. Like the book of Esther. You can't see God there, but that is the invisible hand of God. Can't trace him, but I'm still trusting. His peace is that even though I cannot see him in what I'm going through, say, where is God in all of this? Even though we cannot see him, they will still sing for him. His peace is that I may not be where I want to be, where I'm dreaming to be, but I'm not where I used to be. In other words, what I'm saying is this. It, his peace is a combination of two things. Hebrews 10, Hebrews 6, 10. I don't know if you put that. Hebrews 6, 10. Hebrews 6, 10. Okay. He said, be ye followers of them who through faith and patience. That is the key word there. Faith and patience receive or inherit the promises. So today, without wasting time, because our time is fast, friends, I want to quickly use the acronyms PEACE to define to us what uh, PEACE is. The acronym is PEACE. So, and just what P-E-A-C-E, what do they stand for? I'll quickly describe that very quickly, then we pray. If I can't finish this, they will finish it another time. But before we do that, let's look at the verse that we're given. Let's look at the verse we're given. So Philippians 4, 9, that's the one the Lord gave us for this month. Let's read it together. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. How many things? Anything. But in every situation, another passage says, in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, when you present your case, then let the peace of God which transcend all understanding, even though the situation does not show that, but transcend understanding, let it guide your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Next verse. Finally, he said, when you've done that, don't relax. He said, finally, after you've done that, brothers and sisters, now think about this thing. Whatever is true, 
Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. So once we receive the peace of God, now listen, he said, and the God of peace, that's the peace of God, and that's the God of peace, will be with you. The God of peace will sustain you and be with you. Amen. So now, from that passage, let me quickly bring out the acronyms of peace. The first one is P. What does P stand for? It says, dear, pray about everything. P stands for pray about everything. Now, if you look at that passage again, he said, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request, instead of being worried, why don't you pray about everything? Pray about everything. Pray about it, everything. Instead of being worried, everything that worries you, pray about it. And some people think that, you know something, that, that some things I don't, we don't need to tell God. Maybe it's not, it's not relevant. We can do it for ourselves. See, the Bible says everything about everything. Now, sometimes when I'm, going to, when I'm going out to work or going somewhere, and I don't care about the clothes I'm wearing, then I just go there and say, Holy Spirit, you know what? I need your help here. I just go there. I just pick one. So my wife will say, you just need to tell us the way we are going so that I can iron and do this. You know what? I don't think about all those things. And sometimes, sometimes some people say, you are too, you are too keen with all these things. I said, listen, my Bible tells me, you remember in Acts 12, when Peter was in prison by Herod, the, when the angel of the Lord came to Peter, the, when, he, when, when, he, when he freed him, he said, put your clothes on, put your sandals on. That tells me something. He's interested in everything. He wouldn't have just said, by magic, the clothes just come on him and the slipper. But he told him, put this one on, put that shoes on. So he's interested in everything because he's our father. He's also our friend. He's our father. Anything and everything, give it to him. Just tell him and you'll be surprised. Then let the peace of God come unto you. Now, if you don't have this kind of peace of God in you, then you know what? You are a mammon worshiper. Now, some people think when we say you're a mammon worshiper, you worship mammon, it means that you're worshiping one small God that gives you money and all of that. No, the Bible gives us a different understanding of that. If you read Matthew 6.24, Matthew 6.24, it said, no one can serve two masters. Listen, it said, for either he will hate one and love the other. Anything that takes your mind outside of Christ is a mammon, or else you'll be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Anything that replaces the love of God in your life, in your life becomes a mammon. So how do you serve mammon? He said, therefore, I said to you, do not worry about your life. When you worry about your life, you worship mammon. You will, what you will eat, what you will drink about your body, what you will put on. Is life not more than all these bodily things and clothing? Look at the boss over here. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into bread. Yet your heavenly father feed them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can have a key to stature? When you start worrying yourself about all these things, then you're a mammon worshiper. The Bible says something you should not plan. But when it turns to worry, sustained, and it keeps you awake at night, and when any time somebody jumps, you look at your, your heart jumped, then you, you when worries replace faith and fear replaces faith, then you worship mammon. 
What does the Bible say? Pray instead. Just pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about everything and anything. Number two, E stand for, I need to be right. I need to probably stop at, maybe do one more after this and stop. E stand for entertain beauty. Entertain beauty. Look at what the Bible says once we pray with thanksgiving. It says, finally, don't stop there. Finally, brother, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have done. I've learned and received and heard and seen in me and the God of peace will be with you. What is he saying here to us? He said, look at the beauty of God. You go to parks, look at the beauty of God. Read the word of God. Look at it. Look at the way it was weaved all together. We're talking about the book of Esther. Look at the beauty of God. Look at the stories of our father, of Joseph. Look at the story of David. Look at the beauty of God. Listen to music. Look at the beauty of God. Look at that. Just be you, you just look at the beauty of God. Behold the beauty of God in the things God have created. So enter so entertain beauty in your mind. Whatever is true. Don't think about the things that are not true. When people tell you something about other people, don't accept it because you are not sure if it's true. You don't see them. You don't see, you see, you don't see their, their mind. You don't, it's only Holy Spirit. Things that are honorable. Don't think about the things that are dishonorable. Things that are just. Don't think about the things that are unjust. Don't join people to condemn other people online or anywhere. Or don't receive a text message on WhatsApp and start forwarding it and destroying other people. It might even be the people that you hate the most. It might even be the president of a country. Don't, don't join other people. If you are concerned, just pray about it. Some people, if you look at it, 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 it some people, if you... If they tell you that, oh, who is in charge of this world? And it says God, you'll be actually saying that God is doing the bad because if you look at what's going on in Afghanistan, look at what is going on, look at the pandemic, say, ah, is God actually doing the good work with you? That is how we condemn the leaders of other, some other country. The Bible says, whatever is just, whatever is admirable, these are the things we need to think about. When you think positive, things around turns positive. Think about positive of your life. Think about positive of other people. When they things that they're hungry, they're going to just think about the positive things in there. Think about the time that they've done something that you really love. Think about when they've done something that really pleases you. And just also think that we're all human. Think about this thing. That's what the Bible says. Then you will have peace. You will have peace. When you think about all these things, you will discover that God's peace will come into your heart because you are seeing the beauty of God's creation. Right, does that time permit me to say one more? Uh, okay. Uh, all right, I will stop there. I will stop there so that we can do Holy Communion. So I've only talked about, there are five, there are five of them. I've only talked about uh, the P, which is pray for everything, E, entertain beauty, and accept the and entertain beauty. I've only talked about those two. I'll talk about the remaining three next time because of our time. But brethren, let me conclude with this. I will conclude with the word frog. If there's anything that you want to leave today, you want to leave this place today, you live with the word frog. What does frog mean? That when worries, 
replaces when you when words replaces uh, faith or replaces everything. Just think about this word frog. Frog means fully rely on God. Frog fully rely on God. Just rely on Him for everything and anything, and He will never, never let you down. Now, trust me when I say that. It will not let you down. What he has done is this. The reason why I'm saying that to you with confidence is this. See, when people pray, they say, God, please do this thing for me. No, God has moved before you even pray. Your faith does not move God. Your prayer doesn't, because he has already moved 2,000 years ago. He moved already. He has released his grace to us. All we need to do is accept that, that, that offer of grace, including peace by faith. And that is what we need to think about. Well, that's where we need to stand. That's where we need to rest. Accepting that you are already healed. Accepting that that job that you're looking for, you'll get it. Accepting that that baby, the Lord will eventually give you. Accepting that that, that that paper, the Lord will eventually give you. That that school fees you eventually paid. That nothing will derail it. If only God can show you tomorrow. You know the problem? The, 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 the Lord allow your enemy to see what you are going through, but he doesn't allow them to see your future. That is why he is God. But you just need to know what your future is because it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. He said, the thought, my thought I have of you is thought of good, not of evil, to give you hope and a future, another one expected end. And I pray as we hear this, the Lord bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's close our eyes as we pray. Let's just pray in silence that the peace of God I receive it. Your peace, Lord, your offer of peace, I receive it. This morning, your offer of peace, Lord, I receive it. I receive it this morning. I receive your offer of peace into my heart this morning in the name of Jesus. Time does not permit me to tell you the different types of peace. We have peace with God, which is the salvation. We have peace with others, and we have peace with ourselves. That I receive peace with God. I receive peace with others because He has given us the salvation, yes, and put reconciled with us, and also given us the means of reconciliation. And we have peace within ourselves. The Bible says that even if our, our hearts condemn us, that God is greater than our hearts. So we have peace within ourselves. That even if your heart condemns you, say you are this, God cannot answer you because of what you have done. You rely on the word of God and say, God is greater than my heart. I am completing him. I am completing him. There's therefore now, there's now, therefore now no condemnation for those that are now in Christ Jesus. Receive that peace this morning in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, you have offered us freely this morning your gift of peace. Lord, with humility and thanksgiving, we receive it in every areas of our life, in areas we have struggled, in the areas that we have challenged you, in the areas that we've not have resilience, in the areas that we've given up hope, in the areas that we've been weary, in the areas that we've challenged you. Unlike Job, we challenge you. Lord, today we ask for forgiveness. In the areas that we demanding the things that you are not freely giving unto us. In the areas we are going to where you have not asked us to go. In the area we're trying to collect where you have not given to us. Lord, we have for your forgiveness. We ask for your peace. Your peace that transcends every situation, every circumstances to come into our hearts and overwhelm us. So that we can enter your rest. 
so that we don't be like the Israelites that get out of the promised land, but they still perish in the wilderness because they have not entered your rest. Therefore, Lord, we receive your gift of peace this morning and we enter your rest. We enter your promise. The Bible says, I haven't done all things to stand. We stand on the promises of God that can never change. Thank you, Lord, for the answer prayer. For in Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen.